Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Welcome back, podcast listeners. I'm going to lay out our six days of upcoming training uh, in brief detail and then break them down in much more aggressive detail. And uh, here we go with that. So make sure you check out the episode notes. You can find those if you just scroll down on iTunes when looking at the details of the podcast, or if you're doing it on uh, the website, on CrossFit Cadre's website under the podcast tab, then you can just scroll down underneath. And in those episode notes, you're going to see each day's workout written for you. So it might help you to be able to follow along as you listen, or just be able to go back and check on it and see, oh yeah, that's what's on Wednesday, so that you're not always asking your coach, what are we doing tomorrow? So check out those episode notes so you can be better informed. Here we go with the week. Monday, we're going to do some skill work with the jump rope. We need to work on our double unders. Uh, I think that applies to almost everybody, unless you're just super awesome at double unders, in which case, feel free to do triples. But they're probably going to be in the open. Well, more than probably. They're always in the open, and the open's right around the corner. So we're doing some double under time. Then we've got a workout, five rounds with a 20-minute cap. We're moving a kettlebell, doing some pistols, and doing some ring dips. On to Tuesday, where we're going to have some strength work. Ten sets of two on a split jerk. Going heavy. Got to lift some heavy weight overhead. Then we've got a short two-round workout. It's kind of interval style. You're going to row and then run and then rest and row and run again. So two aggressive little probably six or so minute bursts. Wednesday, we are doing an open workout. We're going to revisit 19.4, which was a bunch of snatches and burpees. Uh, followed by bar muscle-ups and burpees. So we're going to knock that one out and see how we're doing compared to what we did a year ago. Well, less than a year ago, but the open, like I said, is right around the corner, so let's check up on it. Thursday, we're going to work on a barbell again, a little bit of a, a complex, a power clean, push jerk, hang clean, and then a split jerk, trying to lift pretty heavy for 15 minutes. And then do a really short, aggressive workout, deadlifts and box hops. On to Friday, where some more strength work is going to happen. Some strict pull-ups, strict handstand push-ups, using our body as our weight to pull against and build strength against. Uh, And then a workout, using those double-unders from Monday. We're going to do double-unders, overhead squats, and burpee muscle-ups if we can. If not, then we'll be scaling that to a burpee toe-to-bar. Um, and actually, we're going to do two toes-to-bar per burpee. So it's going to be a little bit interesting. It's a good bit of work, um, but it's not too many of those reps. So it'll be a good time. On to Saturday, where I think this is my favorite workout for the week. It is done in a team of three, and you have to synchronize some movements, as well as you have to have a person holding a barbell in the front rack for a portion of the workout in order for work to be completed. So it requires a lot of communication uh, to get all the work done and to have it go pretty smoothly, right? You got to make sure you're communicating so that you can work in a coordinated fashion. You're going to get a little five minute rest after doing a 15 minute AMRAP of that. And then you're going to knock out a 10 minute AMRAP 
rowing for calories. You get to cycle people on and off that rower whenever you want. So quick transitions are going to matter. And basically, it's a bunch of sprint efforts because you're probably looking at resting for twice as much time as you actually spent on the rower, uh, depending on how you decide to split it with your team. But let's get back to the beginning of that. Let's dive into Monday's program. So that skill work I talked about, we are doing double unders, and we're trying to work specifically on better control for reasonable sets. Now, that looks different for everybody. Maybe you're an athlete who's pretty good at double unders already, and you can knock out 40, 50 reps, not too much of an issue. What I'm going to encourage you to do is in these 10 minutes, set up a structure, So if you're that athlete who 50 reps is kind of, yeah, I can get that most of the time, but we want to make sure we can get it all the time, then let's do seven sets of 50 double unders with one minute of rest between them. That should fit right around 10 minutes, and you have a limited rest window, so as you go further down the line into those sets of 50, you're going to get more and more tired, and it's going to become more difficult to get that set of 50 unbroken. But you're not just wailing away trying to do a massive volume of double-unders. You've got a definitive line to meet or to cross, right? I've used this in my training, uh, well, specifically with double-unders. I could not do them, and then I made myself practice, and I set up a system of progression uh, that brought me from doing one double under to five double unders to 10 double unders to 100 double unders unbroken with limited rest between sets. Um, and that took me a month and a half, almost two months. But by practicing every day, I was, I was able to really get on top of my double unders. And it is the least of my worries in any program nowadays because I did so much work with it and I worked that weakness out. So this is a good place to begin Um, So I mentioned that somebody who can knock out 50 should work seven sets of 50, give or take. If you are only able to do five double-unders in a row, that's totally fine. Do 30 sets of five double-unders and rest as needed between them. Or if you're feeling strong with it, cut down that rest and only rest 10 or 15 seconds between your sets of those double-unders. The goal here, again, is to be consistent at managing all five reps and then shutting it off, right? You want to be in control, but from the moment you spin the first repetition to the moment you stop spinning the last one, you decided to do that work and you decided to do it well. That is the point of working on double under consistency. And we really hope you guys get something out of this because like I said, the open is right around the corner. We're just what? Like 12 days away at this point. And there are going to be double-unders. There have always been double-unders in the open. It is a relatively simple thing. It just takes practice. So hopefully you guys can use this as a little bit of a springboard to begin practicing and then continue on because it only takes, well, it's 10 minutes, right? It only takes about 10 minutes a day to become significantly better with that jump rope and to not feel defeated when you have to pick it up. After our skill work, the workout's going to be five rounds for time. It's got a 20-minute cap on it. We're doing 20 kettlebell swings with our standard weights, 53 or 35, 20 pistols, and then 20 ring dips. Um, so in order to get this done, you got to average four minutes a round. You've got 60 reps in a round, depending on your capacity to do those uh, pistols and the ring dips. I think it's entirely doable for most people. If it's not, then we probably need to scale those two movements to make it doable. 
Um, because if I'm looking at this, I know there's plenty of athletes who can do the kettlebell swings unbroken, and it'll take them less than a minute. The pistols, they'll be able to roll through those relatively smoothly. It'll take them less than a minute. And then the ring dips are going to get a little rough, but I, I can tell you there's lots of people who will knock those out in about 40 seconds. So maybe not by round five will they be doing that time, but they'll have built themselves a cushion. This workout will be finished by some people in 15 minutes or less. So if you are in a boat where you think, I don't know if I can finish that in 20 minutes, please scale it down, right? Add a band to your dip, make it more reasonable. Do those pistols to a proper scaling level so that you can move pretty efficiently through them and get done with them in right about a minute, right? That should be something that we can all get into. All right, on to Tuesday, where we are going to do some strength work. Like I said, we're doing 10 sets of two on a split jerk. And with those 10 sets of two, we are going to uh, try to ascend in weight from 50-ish percent of our one rep max to a two rep max for the day, right? Um, We're going to give you a good chunk of time for that. Our workout afterwards is not very long, so we're going to spend more than 20 minutes actually doing the split jerks and working our way up. In those 20 minutes, we want you to try to learn as you go, or, or, well, not necessarily learn as you go, but reflect on the lifts you just did and try to improve during the next set, right? Starting light, we should be able to nail the technique all the way up through 70-ish percent. Things should be pretty well controlled. Once you get up towards 80% doing a double, then things are going to start to be a little bit more difficult to control. And hopefully you've practiced technique well enough in those leading sets that you have it dialed in and you can just do it well. Right? So lift heavy stuff, lift confidently, and listen to your coaches. We're going to try to help you guys improve as you go. After that, our workout, two rounds for time with three minutes of rest between them. Guys, you've got 50 calories on a rower. Ladies, you've got 40 calories on that rower. And then you're going to get off the rower and run hard, 800 meters. When you come inside, you rest three minutes. Then you do it again, 50 or 40 calories, and then an 800-meter run. So 50 calories on the rower, uh, for most guys, we're probably looking at around three minutes of work. And then an 800-meter run. If you push it really hard, we're probably looking three minutes, maybe a little bit over for most people. This is looking like a seven or so minute round. Should be doable in, in seven or so minutes. I'm, I, people will do it faster, but generally speaking, we should be working about seven minutes, resting three, and then doing it again. So those bursts are, are pretty, that's, that's, that's a mile, right? That's a hard mile run. That's something that you can really throw a lot of effort into and then appreciate a three minute rest to help you recover fairly well, but not all the way, so that that second round is just a little bit harder to do. So try to be consistent with those. See if you can have times that are pretty close together. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough, but I think it'll be good. On to Wednesday, where we're going to kick things off doing, uh, well, actually, we're just doing, this is all for the day, we're going to do an open wad. We're doing 19.4. And 19.4 was a 12-minute capped workout. You had to do three rounds of 10 snatches with 95 pounds or 65 pounds, um, unless you were a master's athlete, and then there's other scales out there. So check out uh, check out the game site and see what those scales were. And then 12 bar-facing burpees, so three rounds of that. Once you finished three rounds of 10 snatches, 12 bar facing burpees. You got a three minute rest. Then you started another three rounds. 
of 10 bar muscle-ups and 12 bar-facing burpees. Uh, again, there's different scales for that, depending on if you were in the scale division or a master's athlete. So check it out online. You have 12 minutes to complete the whole thing, and that includes the fact that you're losing three minutes uh, in that rest window in the middle. It was a tough workout. Um, I, I believe I believe I barely finished it. I think it was just by a couple seconds, and I hurt really badly to do it. So whether you finish it or you don't, Take yourself to a dark place. 12 minutes, well, and a three-minute rest in the middle, that's not all that long. You can go hard. You can hurt a lot and be okay working through this workout. So attack it. Be fierce with it and see what you got. See if you got more than you did last year, uh, or rather earlier this year when we did 19.4. Hopefully we've made some progress because then we'll be able to see that progress as the open rolls around. They're likely to repeat a workout. Don't know if it'll be that one. There's no guarantees, but it's got a gymnastics skill in it, and often they they do workouts that have a gymnastics skill buried in them to see if people have improved at that skill, because uh, hopefully they have. On to Thursday, we're going to work with a barbell again. We're doing 15 minutes on the minute of one power clean, one push jerk. Then we're going to drop the bar down to our thigh and do a hang clean and then a split jerk. It's a it's a decent little bit of work, right? Four lifts back to back to back to back to back. Is that enough backs? Whatever. You get the picture. Uh, we are doing it all kind of smoothly, relatively quickly at the beginning of the minute so that we can then take the rest of the minute to rest and possibly adjust the load. We want to start with a pretty heavy weight. Um, percentage wise, I'd say this is, this is probably doable for most people around 70% of their one rep max on a clean and jerk. Um, but that varies. So use something that feels pretty heavy on your first round and then see if you can add a little bit of weight as you go through the rounds. If not, then stay at that same weight. If things aren't going well, then drop down, go to lighter weight and try to get better at lifting and not just grind against a barbell that's beating you right? Um, we make success when we're, when, we're, when we're humble with our abilities and we, and we drop our ego and actually see our work for what it is, not when we just grind through nonsense. Uh, so, so be smart about that. Again, listen to your coaches. Let us help you to see where you can improve. <clears throat> After that lifting, we're going to move some more weight on a bar, uh, but simpler. It's a deadlift. We're doing this four time, 21-15-9, deadlifts and box hops now the deadlift we're starting uh, for guys we're going to start at 185 then go to 235 then go to 285 for ladies we start at 125 go to 155 and go to 185 so we're ascending in weight each round the box hop is staying the same it's going to be a high box a 30 inch box for guys and a 24 inch box for ladies um, hopefully we're looking at a less than 10 minute workout. I'm thinking more like seven minutes for a lot of people can be done faster than that. If you're an aggressive jumper and you're confident in your ability to jump on that box, uh, that first round of deadlifts, no biggie. Second round becomes more significant and that third round's a little bit heavy. So depending on your ability, scale it accordingly. You should be able to go through the first round unbroken. If you, if you think that's a good choice for you, 
right? It should be something that you know you're capable of, and then it's whether or not you're choosing to do it in terms of an overall strategy for the workout, and that's up to you. But that first round should be a weight that you manage quite well. The second round, it's on that edge. Maybe you can go unbroken. Maybe you can't. The third round, you're probably not going to be going unbroken with. You're probably going to need to take two or so breaks to get through those nine reps. So if you need to change the weights, set them up to line up with that general uh, stimulus, if you will. Friday, we're going to do, again, some strength work. This time, we are doing it with our body as our resistance. And it's going to be five rounds on a three-minute clock. We're doing a max set of strict pull-ups. And then you can head to the wall and kick right up and do a max set of strict handstand push-ups. Now, your first round's probably going to be significantly larger than most of your other rounds. It's okay. We want you to work to fatigue each round on each movement. Uh, So hold on to that pull-up bar. Still try to do really good reps, but hold on to it and hang for a couple seconds and breathe and then get tight and try for one more, right? I view this as as a chance to find a real failure point. So I'm not going to stop when I feel like that was my last rep. I'm going to try the next one, and if I don't succeed, then now I'm done. Right? Find that line of failure for yourself with both those movements and then rest and then do it again. It should be less than a minute, I'm thinking, for, uh, for most people unless you can just hang on to that pull-up bar and, and keep going or do a ton of strict handstand push-ups. It's really not going to take that long to max out both those movements. So hopefully you're getting about two minutes of rest each round to recover and reset and get chalk and be ready to go again. After that, a 15-minute AMRAP, and this is very much an open-style workout, right, where we've got something simple and a skill, but something that we always see in the double-under. We've got an overhead squat, which is super common in the open, and these are weights that they've used in the open before. And then we've got a burpee muscle-up, which is something we've never seen, but it's a, a mixture of a grunt work movement and a skill movement that we often see in the open. So it is a 15-minute AMRAP of 50 double-unders, 20 overhead squats at 115 pounds uh, for guys and 80 pounds for the ladies, and then five burpee muscle-ups. And those are meant to be done on rings. If we can't do a burpee muscle-up, then we are looking at, we could possibly scale to the bar, uh, but I do encourage people to get out of their comfort zone and work on ring muscle-ups because there's a high likelihood that they will show up in the open. And in general, we should just be getting better at the things that we're not that good at. If we need to scale that burpee muscle-up, though, then we're looking at a burpee into two toes to bar. Uh, So you're going to do more repetitions, but let me tell you, doing two toes to bar is definitely not more work than doing a muscle-up. So we're going to see how many rounds we can get through in 15 minutes. Um, It should be a good couple. Hopefully that overhead squat is something that you can knock out in two or three sets each round, right? And maybe having a little bit of a strategy, maybe thinking, okay, I'm going to do nine reps and I'm going to follow that nine with seven reps. And then that's going to leave me with only four reps left. And I can pick that up right away and go, right? Kind of a taper down strategy works really well to get your mind around some work that you don't want to do, but you definitely can do. 
So I recommend that. If you know you're going to need to break up the barbell, then break it up systematically rather than just going until you're so defeated that you don't want to pick it up for another 30 seconds because that's where you really start to lose time on these sorts of workouts. Saturday. This is my favorite wad of the week. A 15-minute AMRAP in teams of three. You've got 10 synchronized burpees to do. You're going to follow those 10 synchronized burpees with 20 synchronized wall ball shots. And then 10 ground to overhead with 135 pounds for guys and 95 pounds for ladies. That ground overhead, you could do a power snatch. You could do a power clean and jerk. Doesn't matter to me. Just pick it up, put it overhead. Now, there is a little note that goes with this for the burpees and the wall balls to be completed. Two people are working at a time, right? Because they're synchronized. The third person on that team must front rack and hold a barbell. If they're not holding the bar, no one's doing reps, right? If they're putting that bar down, it's probably because they're cooked and they need to get moved out of that movement or, or that hold rather. And somebody needs to come off the burpees and go hold the barbell while the person comes off the barbell and goes and takes over on the burpees or whichever movement you're working through right? Once you get to those 10 ground overhead, there doesn't need to be a hold going on anymore. Um, You have to move that barbell from floor to overhead and you can break it up however you want between you and your teammates. I really like this because it definitely forces you guys to communicate a lot. Once we get through a 15 minute AMRAP of that, five minutes of rest is coming your way. And then we're going to finish you off with a 10 minute AMRAP doing calories on the rower you can rotate however you want there's one erg per team and you got to transition quickly and row fiercely Uh, my recommendation is do short burst maybe a minute at a time just tearing it up and then getting out of there so that your other two teammates can work so hopefully you're getting about a two minute rest before you're back on that rower to tear it up again um i love stuff like this i love having to communicate and work with people um, it's, it's something that, that I think builds community, builds camaraderie and can help you to find a new level of yourself because you got teammates around you who you don't want to let down. You want to, you want to show them that you showed up to perform well, uh, just like they did. So get after it, um, bring in a friend, right? Teach them what CrossFit's all about and let's have a good time with it. All right, everybody, that's the podcast for the week. Um, Remember, again, the episode notes contain the details of each day's programming, so you can just scroll down and actually look at what we're doing on Friday instead of having to ask your coach. Um, It's it's up there, so, so use this tool to your advantage so that you're better informed before you come into the gym. You can prepare mentally. You can even do mobility and prepare physically. Right? We encourage you guys to get after doing those little things that make big differences in terms of your overall success in our program. All right, looking forward to seeing you in the gyms.